Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, we're all in take five. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all sports leader, the Horn. Back to school Wednesday, wrapping it up. I think everybody's back in today as of as far as uh, the local and area public school districts. I think everyone's back because today it's a big one at AISD on Monday and then followed in by Dripping Springs and Hayes and some others yesterday. And today it's everybody else. Lake Travis, Leander, Liberty Hill, Lockhart, Marble Falls, Wimberley. I even saw where your, our guy Jeff Howe, Gerald, back mm-hmm. in today. Oh, yeah, man. It's about that time. Bastrop ISD. Get back to school. Get after it. Good luck. Go Chefs. <laughs> Go Chefs. Go Chefs. You know, Good luck a, to all the schools out there. Yeah, and taking yeah. – Ty mentioned his uh, brother will be taken to UT to, this weekend to start school. Our buddy Eric Rains down the hall at Coke FM is taking his kid to Lubbock to start school. So, yes, it's one of those days. Kids yeah. in the car line, be careful. Shout out to all the teachers out there, too, working hard. Teachers and Appreciate educators, y'all. without a doubt. Yep, without all the administrators, uh, you know, teaching the kids, taking care of the kids. They are the future. They are the future. Yeah, and I think we all found out during the dreaded COVIDs that... Uh, Nobody wants to teach their own damn kids? <laughs> my kid's kind of a pain in the butt. I know. I think, I don't want to teach my own damn kids. I don't necessarily want to be... It's a hard job. It is a hard job. And I thought after that, teachers would start getting paid more because people would value how you know important teachers are. There have are. been raises. There, there have been... been uh, not enough. That's not why enough. we need to get sports gambling legalized in Texas. Mm. That's Golf true. No, you're right. No, no, it helps like local economies. It's a good point. Well, kids then. and teachers. That's what the lotto is for, too. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Tide, you make a good point about that. Well, maybe, you... maybe if they did that, then I'd start and you know playing what? the lotto. And you know what? Legalize marijuana, too. Add that to the mix, too. Boom. There you go. Roll it uh, all up into one. Roll it up. Ah! No pun intended. Hey, now. Well all that, pun intended, I guess. Roll it all up. There you go. <laughs> all pun fully intended. <laughs> It's like Willie stuff. Nelson. Hey, what was it? Uh, roll me up and smoke me when I'm gone. Uh, Willie doesn't smoke anymore, right? I don't he think just, so. He's at, all he does is does edibles. Edibles, yeah. I he think doesn't he's, like smoke and actually he smoke. Some, he says uh, bad for his lungs lung now. Issues. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. ninety years old now. Now, really now. now he's gonna decide that. Well, because <laughs> he's ninety <laughs> after smoking like a pound of weed every day for well, sixty years. You know what? I think it's, it's had it's taken its toll over. You know, I don't know seventy years he's been smoking, whatever it is, seventy plus years. Probably taking his toll. So now he's just doing edibles and. Probably, you know, got Tinctures. some other apparatus he uses. I give you a number about you guys have a number of pounds he smoked, but do you know that uh, Willie, who's ninety years old now, you know his famous guitar trigger, his his acoustic guitar? He's played that same guitar since nineteen sixty nine. It's called Trigger? Yeah. That's the name of the guitar? Trigger. Like wow. a horse. It's like a horse. It's, it's just a guitar. And it's the Legendary. same one. Same one. That's Dang. been restrung and probably, yeah, of probably course. T- touched but up. Still. But, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Willie Nelson. Uh, oh, the great. Man. Willie Nelson. The Speaking legend. of music, uh, but props to the astute uh, texture who noticed that our opening songs, the top of the hour opens, are local bands. 
local bands. Yeah. Uh, as we are the only local in- sports conversation in the ATX. It's intentional. That was intentional. That's Spoon. With that open, we've got uh, the Black Pumas, and we've got uh, Gary Clark Jr., Austin's own Gary Clark Jr. with our three-hour opens that we rotate. Uh, so, yes, thanks for noticing that. Appreciate it. Trying and, uh, to stay live and local, baby, as much as we can. You know, we're the only one. Five hours, five days a week. And uh, speaking of that, we'll have Nick Shuley in here in the 9 o'clock hour with our live music update. Nick, of course, the, the uh, heads up that uh, – um, the president of the Austin Music Movement, and he's got a great list of, we call it Set List ATX, where the great live shows are this weekend. Mm-hmm. Get out and support live music. And Nick sent us a note, that good news here, I saw this. How about this? Hole in the Wall, Ty, you're one of your spots down on West Campus? Yeah. Hole in the Wall? Uh, Going to be here a while more. They have secured a new 20-year lease with the city. Oh, good for them. So Hole in the Wall will remain a thing. Hey, it's hard for some of these uh, these old spots that have been around forever to 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 stay relevant in the the ever changing landscape of Austin, Texas. Well, think about so it. I'm glad that they still gonna you know find their place. They still got their place. And Shuley has pointed out and helped with this, but Shuley has said that uh, there's only like four local music establishments that actually own their dirt. Right, they own the land. Everyone else is leasing. So as rents go up. You know, you gotta pay more money. Yeah, and one of the through, through the this has passed legislature. Something they pushed through was the was called the uh, Incubator Act, and so working with the TABC, these 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 restaurants or bars that, that are live music venues can 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 be re- rebated up to hundred thousand dollars a year with their liquor sales. Oh, they, and so special designation. Yes, for, yeah. it's pretty uh, good. To, that's just an effort to try to keep these. Ban- this is where you. Create that's where Gary Clark Jr. gets his start, or Spoon, or mm-hmm. um, gosh, the Black Pumas, and, and certainly so many of these local local uh, live music venues have been the incubator mm-hmm. to start some oh, yeah. great careers. And even the ones who don't make it big in terms of the, on the national scene, they, I mean, there's some just make their careers. Oh sure, just, you know, starts, uh, yeah. playing in Texas and touring around Texas, and some really talented human beings. Period. So I'm with you. I, I'm glad that uh, Austin's, you know. Making uh, they're they're making that a priority, emphasizing that we want to keep the live music scene rich here in Austin. And it's one thing; it's it's a huge part of the keep Austin weird and keep you know live music capital of the world, because now it's become like keep Austin wealthy. I mean, it's just a really rich place, and it's hard to live here if you don't have a lot of money. And uh, so, you know, making it it's one thing to say you want it to be a live music town, but you have to do things to actually keep it a live music city. And our our buddy Nick will be in the house coming up. Will uh, will help us with that. Fascism. Hey, can we get to the headlines? Quick trending topics. Then we're talking to a very special guest. Top Gun. A quick Reynolds bring you the news. Start with uh, soccer. That's right. England has reached their first World Cup women's final. Women's World Cup final after beating Australia three to one this morning. Uh, they are going to go play Spain now. So we look to win the women's World Cup. Uh, England, Spain, playing for the championship. Elsewhere in soccer, how about last night? The incredible Lionel Messi keeps scoring goals. Inter Miami keeps winning games. Messi ripped a shot 30 yards past three Philadelphia Union defenders in the 20th minute to help lead his side to a 4-1 win and a spot in the inaugural League's Cup final. Messi's ninth goal in six matches with his new team came in front of a jam-packed crowd of more than 20,000 frenzied fans in South Philly. Tickets for the match were going for more than $1,000 on secondary markets. Two more Texas football players or several more uh, Texas football players with preseason accolades yesterday. Sophomore quarterback Quinn Ewers named to the Manning Award preseason watch list. Manning Award sponsored by the All-State Sugar Bowl. Honors the nation's top collegiate quarterback. Three Longhorns, meanwhile, named the Lombardi Award watch list by the Rotary Club of Houston. Senior linebacker Jalen Ford, junior tight end Jatavion Sanders, and sophomore offensive lineman Kelvin Banks. All on that watch list. Major League Baseball, first place Rangers continue their torrid streak last night. Corey Seager 
homered a couple of times, drove in five to lead to a, the Rangers to a 7-3 win over the Angels. Rangers have won 16 of are 16 and two since the All-Star break. Their lead over second place Houston remains at three and a half games. Astros rallied for a win in Miami. Kyle Tucker broke a 5-5 tie with a seventh inning home run. Yiner Diaz and Chaz McCormick also went deep. Round Rock Express opened up their series in Sugar Land with a 6-3 win. There was some good news in that game for Astros fans. Outfielder Michael Brantley finally began his rehab assignment. Hit a home run in his first at bat. 36-year-old hasn't seen a big league, seen any big league action since last June after shoulder surgery. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Top Guns join forces with the legendary Austin Outdoor Power to give you the best lines of outdoor power equipment and the fastest repair turnaround times in town. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. We will shoot you straight. Coming up, uh, we'll go behind the burn orange curtain with uh, Rod and some Texas uh, football conversation. Obviously, 17 days to the start of the season. For the end of the hour, we go off the record. More on the Michael Orr story with oh, the uh, no. Tui family. Oh, man. Looks like they're going to file a countersuit against Michael Orr, and they're claiming that he was uh, shaking them down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This story gets more and more bizarre. Oh, you're accusing us? Well, we're accusing you. Yeah. <laughs> Kid of ours. Oh, man. What a mess. It is a mess. Hey, um, but not a mess and an honor. Can we go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline? And welcome to the show, someone who's been on the, these airways many, many times. But uh, first time we've been able to talk to him since he has been announced that he is going to be enshrined in the Texas Athletics Hall of Honor Class of 2023. He, along with five other men's athletes and five women's athletes, will be going in and inducted September the 15th. He is uh, the great lifetime Longhorn wide receiver and kick returner, Quan Cosby, joins us. Hello, Quan. Congratulations, my friend. Congrats, brother. Congrats on that. Uh, Hey, man, I appreciate that. E and Rob B, man, that's a... That's a dang good group right there, brother. This is fun. I, it's been fun listening to y'all. And, and I'm going to tell you, I, I, as, as much as we're going to talk about that, I actually have a weird story to add to the Michael Orr situation. Oh, throw it out me there. Me and my twin brother, y'all know, y'all, y'all know we were adopted. Yes. Well, well, we were actually almost adopted twice. A very similar situation happened where we went into an attorney's office and we're supposed to sign over our rights and – I'm telling you, dude, I'm freaking 12 years old and something didn't feel right. And I told my brother, you do not sign that. And wow. we didn't get adopted by that family. And we end up getting adopted by the family that, I, you know, that I live with for the rest of my life and all of that. So when I heard that story, I was like, oh, no, I know this very real and uh, just random as it gets. But, yeah, no, that stuff is real. So it's going to be ugly. It's kind of wild. Yeah, That's oh, oh crazy. Sugar. what a great! Uh, I mean, it's always a part of your your story, Quan. You and your brother adopted, yeah. and then um, you know, great athletes both, and off to Major League Baseball, and now back to the Longhorns. What was what was that phone call like when you got it? That uh, I know you still work at the university with the university and have a lot of <laughs> friends there. But uh, did you know ahead of time, or was it a surprise phone call? No, man, it was absolutely a surprise phone call. And then ironically, you know, one of my buddies said, see, and I wouldn't tell Jordan this, but he's like, dude, you're going in uh, to the Hall of Honor and as, as one of the best football players and golfers. And so he's full of crap. But um, I, was, I was actually golfing, surprise, surprise. And um, CDC called me, and he called me like three times in a row, and I wouldn't answer. And, of course, I've talked about me and his argument relationship that we have <laughs> and so finally he called me a fourth time and i was like what? i gotta answer this what's going on and so the funny piece about it is he i'm on speakerphone i hear other people and it was chris polanski and um 
my man Ricky Brown in the background, and he just goes straight to it. I'm calling you, and you don't answer the phone. I see how it is. You want to big time me? And I literally, okay, dude, what do you want? Why are you calling me, especially four times? And he's like, all right, brother, congratulations. You're in the Hall of Honor. So we all bust out laughing. And he's like, and I got Chris Polanski and, you know, Ricky Brown in here. And I, and I go, hey, man, all you had to do was have one of them call, and I would have answered on the first time. And so we, that's, that's how my call went in typical Chris and Quad conversation argument. So it actually, of course, it's never straight down 35 is always the ways route when him and I talk. And so, it, it, but it but it got real special, real real fast. It, it's still hard to kind of process um, with so many amazing folks that are in that hall and and going into it this year. So, man, it's a weird deal to be honest with you. But it, it was funny, and and I like the way it happened because it was it was genuine and true to how we communicate. That is so perfect. You on a golf course and CDC can't get a hold of you. That's awesome. You guys are kind of like star-crossed you two. You like to argue and get cantankerous. Rod, what do you got? Hey, uh, Quan, you've obviously achieved a lot. That's why you're getting this honor uh, to go into the Hall of Honor. And congratulations once again. What is, On the 40 Acres, what was your uh, achievement that you're most proud of? That you know, what's, the, what's the one, the high mark for you in terms of all the things that you accomplished on the 40 Acres? Oh, man, that's a great question, uh, especially coming from the, the lifetime legendary Longhorn Long Um <laughs> I, I mean, that's a, you know what it is, and it's, it will, will be a surprise, but not a surprise. You know, I was fortunate enough to get the Citation Award um, earlier this year, and good Lord, man, to do that with Mountain and Rex Tillerson and Sean hmm. of Austin. I mean, these people are crazy and extraordinary for what they've done, not just in Austin, but across the globe. Wow. And that would have been one of the big ones, but, and this one, I mean, I think those two are actually equal. I think for me, you know, we started with talking about a rough situation on how I grew up and, and I was the second person in my family to get a college degree. So mm. I think that by far the most important thing I ever did on that campus is make sure I finish, get that college degree because that's catapulted into one. Uh, I mean, generational change in my family. I was the second person in my family to get a college degree. Wow. We now have about 14 members. Oh. And so whether it's, whether it's, you know, I think six or seven is four year. My aunts, one of them, my biological mom didn't even have her high school GED. She went back and got her associate. So it just changed generationally how we look at education, what our, my, what my biological and adoptive family um, have done from an educational standpoint. So, I think walking across that stage as a 27-year-old, um, they, uh, that, it just, that, that's by far, I think, the most important thing that happened for me. And then just the relationships, yeah. you guys, Love players, it. you know, uh, administrators, all of the above. It, it, it's still to be continued, and, and this place have lived up to the <laughs> Coach Brown sold us that family thing. And there's some work to do on that. Since he's gone, but it, it truly has lived up to it from my standpoint. No question. Yeah. And going in with a teammate of yours on that national championship team, Jonathan Scott, along with Jordan Spieth, Chris Kirchner, uh, James uh, Means Jr., which is a great one. He broke the color barrier in the Southwest Conference, and David Denny from baseball. We'll run through the women's uh, going in as well here in a moment. But, Quan, it, it sounds like that, that answer you just gave to Rod, 
you know, you were in that locker room in 05 after winning the Rose Bowl in the national championship when Mac famously said, don't, don't make this the, the best thing you ever do. Don't make this the best night of your life. That just gives people chills. But you've lived that, right? I mean, you've, you just said you, generational change for your family, getting a degree. Um, but, you, but that was where it started. You were a freshman on that national championship team. But, but profound words from, from your, one of your mentors, Mac Brown. Dude, man, I, I still – I remember – there's a few things I get goosebumps about. Crazy games, things, songs, because I'm a terrible singer, and <laughs> just that. I mean, dude, when he said that that night, I just remember sitting there at one of the coolest and most special experiences, night, to be a participant. But it was so real. I was like, dude, I get it. You're good. I mean, you got a mouthpiece like no other, but that's just different like that. I I couldn't believe his first natty. Mm -hmm. He, it was still so empathetic to life. You know, I was like, golly, man, you know, we, me and my, I've been pissed off at Mac. He's been pissed off at me, but that was a moment of just real. It's why he, it's why I think I give him so much grace about so many things and, 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 I mean, of course, he feels the same way about a lot of us, but it, it was a cool moment, and I've tried to live up to it. You know, I'm, clearly, I'm, as I say, I'm perfectly imperfect, but the um, trying to live up to that piece of it, not just for him, but for the brothers beside me, for the guys who are in the locker room right now, of course, family as well. It, it's a cool thing, man, and, and really it's funny because I guess in a roundabout way, I still am involved with, with certain UT stuff, and Certainly, conversations about all things going on. But my role on campus now, it's why it's not just sports focus. It's about the the, the campus experience for, for students, for first-generational students, for all the above. So, man, I, I don't know that I've lived up to it yet, but I certainly wake up every day trying to, to, trying to. And, unfortunately, because of so many folks in this city, y'all, man, I mean, again, I, I was the amount of conversations I've had. I mean, dude, there's some real mourning going out, going on out there about the changes. Now yeah. I know, fortunately, you know, there's COVID sucked, but there's some silver lining in it. Um, there's some dang good silver lining in you guys being together now. That's that's an all-star cast. But um, just the impact you make on people is, is super important to me, and I think in this walk of life. And y'all do it. So many folks do it, and I, I hope I can kind of live up to, to that as well. Yeah, that's why you're being honored in the Hall of Honor. <laughs> yeah. And for those who don't know, uh, Quan actually did receive uh, the presidential citation, the university's presidential citation award, which is uh, an award given. It was created like in 1979, honors the extraordinary contributions of people who personify the university's commitment to the task of transforming lives and is the highest honor bestowed by the University of Texas at Austin. And my man Quan Cosby did get that honor. So another congratulations. Congrats, man. Yeah, so it, that's it, for those who don't know, that's why he's talking about now he's now it's more about the experience at the university and for the community at the university not just the athletics department uh so Quan, now that i got that out of the way because i want people to know that when you were talking about the citation award i don't think people understood exactly what that meant that's the highest honor that you can receive uh, at texas and my man Quan has gotten that but i want to ask you about this team because you've been around some great teams yeah. at Texas, you know what a you know what a great culture looks like. You know what it feels like. You know what it sounds like. You know what it smells like. Um, it, it, you've been around the culture there that Sark is building. D- is it anything familiar to you, brother? Man, that's so so real. And, and it was funny because 
we go back to your you and Hart's conversations with me and, and, and E and Bucky's conversations. And I always talked about, I was like, man, we got some players, but we still don't have leaders. We, we still don't have this. The culture feels a little off. And I'd probably, if we're looking at the tank, you know, quarter, half, three-fourths, full, the culture, in my opinion, is the closest thing. We still have the players. They actually, we're full on that. Our mm-hmm. roster is pretty dang good. Um, but the way they prepare, I, I laugh. We, we play this game, and it, it's, it, you know, you have fun, and all of that's important, especially at the high school level. But when you get at this level, especially in the IL world now, it becomes a business. And so they have a business-like mindset, even to how they're stretching, preparing, paying attention, wanting to develop. Um, I, I remember we, we read all the stuff about how Vince was on their butt. I, they responded to that stuff. I think before it was kind of like, oh, we hear you, but, yeah, you, you're, you're old school, bro. We're going to do it our way. And that's just not really the case. I'm going to the scrimmage Saturday. I was talking to Bianco and, and Sark yesterday. He actually talked about it. Listen, Mac is in his own world for how he manages relationships. Hmm. But I'm going to tell you, dude, Sark is not far. And I'm removed, old school. I even try to give him their space to a certain degree. But he reached out, said what he said, and said, hey, man, give me a good, good scrimmage Saturday. Come swing by. Him and Bianco said that. Hmm. So I'm going to go by there and, and try to see that scrimmage, hoping that, that it's exactly what I've seen before. And it's a different feel. Um, I don't know if it's – and who the heck knows? We all know. As much as we worked our butt off and kicked butt to win that natty, we had some breaks. That, that just happens in football. And th- I will say, if they go with where they are now culturally and the roster they have, and they actually continue a level of development during the season, who knows what can happen. But I think what where they hoped for things before – they're embracing being the hunted as those who were picked to win the Big 12. And how you embrace that, the work you put in, and they're putting in some real work. He's Quan Cosby, not just the Presidential Citation Award this year, but the UT Hall of Honor now, class of 2023. Stacking them up. Stacking them up. <laughs> hey, Quan, real quick, and uh, last thing is we're, we're, we're going to extend the, the segment here a little bit because I got you. I know I use you as an example all the time when we talk NIL, and you've told me this story before about – coming back from baseball and you had been in the business of sports, you know, for four years of your life and you understood how important, you know, the connections you could make at UT were. And even before there was NIL, uh, you know, now we have NIL where these, these young players and student athletes are able to meet with and get to know some really important people that can help their lives beyond sports. And uh, you did that. I thought this was a cool thing. Can you share that story with you and Mac Brown and Mac helping you to to meet with important people while you were at UT within the rules to make sure that uh, when you left Texas, you had uh, you had uh, you know you had a head start on on, on connections and relationships. Yeah, man. It, it certainly within the rules. I did not even get a fraction of the dollars these cats are giving. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but I did get a an insane amount of business cards. I got an insane amount of meeting. And it was Coach Brown, and it was also Powers and DeLoss. I mean, I would meet with Powers because I was older. You know, I came back 22, 23 by the end of that season, and I would meet with Powers quarterly. I would meet with DeLoss quarterly. And, then, of course, I would spend every, almost every day with Coach Brown. And being older, understanding the offense, guys would come to practice, and I'd be like, hey, Coach, I'm going to take a couple of plays. He's like, yeah, go shake your hand. That's X, Y, Z. You need to know him later on. And then we translate that to the off season of going to Dallas or Houston 
and, and meeting with, you know, different donors and alum. And, again, I had to buy my own meal and things like that. Um, unfortunately, I had a little baseball stash that I could do it with. But, the um, yeah, no, it was – it was, and, and even – I do that. I think maybe a week and a half ago, I go to <laughs> – I did not play golf, but I went to River Oaks, which is – boy, that, that, mm-hmm. that club is stuffy, by the way. Oh, yeah. But, um, hey, I went to school. Um, I went to high school I, in River Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I went – man, that club is stuffy. I want to <laughs> play it, but it's stuffy. But I sat down with John Atkins and Bob Moses. And wow. so those are things that I've been doing since I was since 2005. Hmm. And we sat down, we talked about the state of UT, and we talked about because he's on the athletic um, council or something. They, man, there's so many councils we had no idea about, but he's on that. John led it at one point, and uh, just talked about this year. Talked about um, development. We got a new development person, and so I, I there's um, I was talking to Chuck Harris, who runs our Texas Association, and it dawned on me that I've actually talked to a Texas Exes group everywhere from Amarillo to Tyler to El Paso to San Antonio wow. and now the Rio Grande Valley. And so <laughs> that's what I learned from coach Brown. And, and it, it was, uh, and it was so smart. And now what's cool about it is I did it. I had to worry about so many rules. I'd always talked to compliance before. That's not a worry anymore. And it shouldn't be. Yeah. People hear about the dollars, but they don't hear about, you know, the guys just truly sitting down. Me and Lamar talked about Lamar Houston sitting down, meeting. Lamar is actually, the dude has his NBA, phenomenal story, but he's doing what I did in 2005. Mm. And so he's that many years removed from it. And, uh, and it really, it had a lot to do with my age and, and being in the sports business That's true. and understanding the macro level of things. I, was, I saw the big picture very differently at that time coming mm. back older. So, yeah, man, you, you're right on. He, um Coach Brown did that, still does it. He has more contacts than half the people I know. And if I, between him and the the president's office, if I need to reach out to somebody or sit down and and talk life, sports, work, um, we still do it. So it's the Longhorn Nation that we often talk about. Um, It's always so fun. And and me and Robbie's been down at at, um, basketball games and Mm -hmm. he's in that section. And I occasionally get down there. (laughs) <laughs> and um, and it, it's those folks that are in those sections that that just you want to be friends with and and celebrate the, the Longhorn family and do business together, but ultimately pull for the horns and, and and be that family that we were sold and recruiting. So yeah, man, it's Coach Brown was one of the best at it, and fortunately because of being older, I, I try to to live up to it and take advantage of it. Kwan, congratulations, stuff, man. Well deserved. No one represents awesome. the UT as, as well as you do in my mind. And uh, uh, always great to talk to you. Thanks for the thoughts. Let's talk after the scrimmage and uh, give us some some intel. Uh, don't don't burn any bridges, oh, but yeah. we want to find out what you think, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be watching. <laughs> hey man, I, I, hey thanks to y'all and doing radio. I know how to say it without saying it. That's right, hey, man, man, brother. Man. <laughs> hey, hook them, baby. I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks, Quan. Congratulations Kwan. again. Going yeah. in. That's the legendary lifetime Longhorn Quan Cosby. Yeah, Indeed. talk about a fan favorite. Yeah, and I, I don't think people knew about the the uh, university presidential citation award. He was given that in like I think April. Yeah. Then we'll think about again. Quan's <laughs> a good friend. Uh, spent many around playing golf with him and talking. And he came from a tough spot. I mean, growing up in Waco and adopted when he was twelve years old. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, from that to to what you just heard for fifteen or twenty minutes, uh, you know, where, what he's achieved and what he's accomplished and uh, how he gives back, uh, you know, 
because because of course we're praising him and he would come back and well your guys show's really good and thanks for what y'all do and then you know he deflects from his stuff to Lamar Houston always does. does yeah uh, and he's always looking to help uh, always looking to help and certainly helping the university and that's why he is Quan Cosby and we appreciate him being with us we'll come back uh, we will uh, go behind uh, yeah behind the burnt orange curtain uh, Rod will get some good stuff on Texas football and before the top of the hour off the record we will get to that Michael Orr story stick with us first day of school throughout Central Texas be careful out there we're coming back. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Austin's all-sports leader, The Horn. Live and local every morning, five hours, five days a week. Austin's only local morning sports conversation. Appreciate a great conversation with Quan Cosby. Lifetime legendary Longhorn going into the Longhorn Athletics Hall of Honor, rightfully with uh, 10 others, including Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. On the 15th. And yeah. Good for the, good for, I mean, that tells me that weekend of the 15th when they do it, Jordan and Quan will play around the golf. <laughs> yeah, something tells me that definitely is going to happen, even just for the photo op alone. Oh, yeah. It just makes too much sense. Too much sense. Because uh, Quan spends a lot of time on the golf course. I wonder if we know what it, how good he is. Do, he is know good. His handicap? He's a good player. Like, I've played with Quan many times. Okay. Uh, so is he better than you? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think we're probably pretty even when, when we get okay. going. But Quan's like a 10 handicap, <laughs> but he hits it a mile, and he's just like you would imagine. He's clutch. He's clutch. <laughs> I've only played with clutch Quan. putts. I've only played with Quan in like scrambles. Like so, you know, you're yeah. you're a group of four, and everybody gets a shot at it. And you need a big shot or a big putt. Quan's the man, man. I like big putts, and I cannot lie. That's right. <laughs> you also like going behind the burnt orange curtain. We'll go off the record before the top of the hour. But Rod with some uh, insight behind the Longhorns conversation. And they were all asking themselves the same question: What is behind? Curtain. All right. Before we get into the Vegas wise guys who are trying to um, wise get, guys, yeah, the Vegas wise guys who set the lines, who uh, are trying to get Longhorn fans all riled up about Arch Manning, uh, let's hear from Sark yesterday talking about Arch Manning. He dropped a little nugget that has Longhorn fans um, somewhat curious, some really excited about it, but also curious as to the overall athletic profile of one Arch Manning. Seems we have underestimated. Uh, how athletic one Arch Manning is. Here's Sark talking about Arch Manning's performance in the scrimmage, but it's more about the nugget he drops about Arch at the end of this cut. Here it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply couple plays with his legs you know had a had a third down scramble early in the scrimmage uh to an extended drive uh, on a third long and then had a on another third long had a long touchdown run right down the middle um where like we're talking the defense we we want to play more man coverage um we want to affect the quarterback right um but when you do that and the defenders all have their backs turned guarding their guarding their man and you get out of your rush lanes an athletic guy like arch can can go split it and he showed a I think he hit 20, 20 miles an hour, which was pretty impressive. He didn't even know he could go 20 miles an hour. So uh, it was a nice play by him. 
He wasn't the only one that didn't that didn't know he could hit 20 miles per hour. I was a little surprised by that number, not disputing it, um, just surprised that he would hit that number. Texter earlier made a good point. They don't give you the the data on how long they maintained that speed. You just get the top speed. Um, but that's next-gen stat does that in the NFL, too. So what I did, I went and looked at, just to give context, I went and looked at quarterbacks in the NFL over the last two years and their max at average speed because next-gen stats actually gives you the weekly top 20 miles per hour for every ball carrier. Not every ball carrier, but for the top 20 ball carriers for that week. And so you can go back and you can actually track all the times from 2021 and 2022. And what I found is that, first of all, Justin Fields is on this list more than anybody. If you go look at the last two years and you look at quarterbacks who made the top 20 speeds, uh, ball carriers each week who made it the most, it was Justin Fields. He was on the list 15 times. Now, that doesn't mean that he played that individual games running 15 times. You could have four plays, all right, on that list of the 15 times from the same game. All right, just because he ran the ball a lot. He ended up rushing for 1,000 yards. So he was first with 15 uh, times on the top 20 list, the weekly list. Uh, Jalen Hurts was on the list six times with six appearances. So that was second. Uh, third most was Kyler Murray with five appearances. Fourth most, Lamar Jackson with two appearances. So here is the max and the average speed for those quarterbacks. Justin Fields. Max speed last two years, 21.2 miles per hour. His average speed is 20.2. Lamar Jackson maxed out 20.4 miles per hour. His uh, average speed, 20.03. Jalen Hurts, max speed, 20.25 miles per hour, 20.5. And his average, 20.1. Josh Allen, max, 20.31. His average, 20.095. Daniel Jones, max, 20.07. His uh, average, 19.865. So, Basically, Arch Manning right now, I guess, top speed is a top speed that is comparable with some of the most athletic quarterbacks and with the most athletic profiles, I should say, in the NFL. So not doubting the data, just saying I think we underestimated Arch's athleticism overall. Well, I, you know, and then, and that's you know he he compares favorably size wise too to a Josh Allen, right? Or you know he's he's a big, six, he's a big four, dude, yeah, he's six, exactly. Four, and Josh Allen probably a little bigger. But that's the thing with Arch. I think there's you – know, we saw him in high school playing at Isidore Newman. As, as I mentioned yesterday, I've seen him dunk a basketball, and you know he's a good athlete. And, but we're also used to seeing Peyton Manning, who wasn't really athletic. I'm not, Eli Manning yeah. wasn't really athletic. Statues. So maybe we, we have a little Manning bias. And that they, also probably is right. And you said it right earlier that Cooper Manning was the most athletic of the Manning boys. He was the wide receiver. He was the wide receiver. Yeah. He brought the speed to the family. He could run, run. Yeah. So maybe you have – and we think about that, Arch with the legs – like a Josh Allen to go with the quarterback acumen that hopefully he's yeah. you know learned from his uncles. And, and Josh Allen ran. You want to know his forty time? Uh huh. Four seven. Yeah. So I mean, just just trying to you know translate forty time to actually speed on the field. Football speed is very different than forty time speed. We know this. Yeah. Uh, but Josh Allen, his average speed, his max it was twenty point three, and his average speed is twenty point oh nine five. So. I'm not saying he's Josh Allen, but that's a great comp that you just made there. Yeah. In terms of the speed. Yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, that's kind of, and again, most people don't think of a Manning with legs, but mm. you said it earlier, rightfully, that, you know, when Arch becomes a starting quarterback at Texas or wherever, 
you know, and you can you can add legs to a component of the offense. Now, yeah, gonna, Sark doesn't like to major in. Sark he will says, never major in it. But you might have to if your quarterback is running twenty miles per hour. You'd be a fool not, not to. to at least put some run game concepts within the offense. You don't have to major in it, but yeah, if he's running twenty miles per hour. So I just wanted to throw that out there with some perspective nice. and context because that number and Sark said it. Oh, 20 miles per hour. He hit twenty miles per hour. I'm like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's I should ask Quan how fast he thinks he could have ran. Could he have run 20 miles per hour? Or would, you know, uh, he, I would say that Arch Manning reportedly did run away from the secondary. Yeah, nobody caught him. And if he ran away from the secondary for a 70-something yard run, I guess 20 miles per hour would fit. Okay, real quick, because I know we're up against it. Uh, how about this? I uh, went and looked at <laughs> some gambling guides, and apparently now multiple uh, sports books, they have Arch Manning odds on when he's going to start. It's out there now. To take over? Yeah. There's, it's one at Bet Online. It's Bet Online. It's one at, I'm looking at the bookmakers review uh, for games one through three plus 200. <laughs> games four through six. When would Arch Manning start is the question. Uh, games one through three plus 200. Games four through six plus 350. Games seven through 10 plus 300. Games 11 through 12 plus 350. Does not start plus 250. Well, I will just say this. If Quinn Ewers <laughs> does indeed have that. Uh, what did he say? The John Wick mindset? Quinn Wick, baby. Quinn Wick needs Quinn to Wick. he needs to take those gambling numbers and put them up on his mirror and see them every morning. Damn right. That's they're, what, they're gambling against you. That's Quinn. what Vegas is thinking. Yeah. And Bet Online uh Onward threw this out there. They have some too. Um at BetOnline underscore dot A G. Yeah. So hey it, nationally that's a narrative. We the more informed crowd here in the burnt orange bubble, we know that is not happening. What he is competing for now is the backup position, which now that is a conversation to have. But whether he can beat out huge. Malik for the backup position. Well, in that scrimmage Saturday that Quan said he'll be at will be big because, as you pointed out many times, and we know two quarterbacks will play this year for Texas. So it's, who no, who is the first man up? Yeah, the person up when if if and when Quinn takes an injury, even it's for what? half a game or a quarter or a couple series or for longer than that. So, uh, but again, if you're Quinn Wick, if you're Quinn yours, mm-hmm. I'm putting those numbers right up. Motivation, I'm see them baby. every day. I'm with you. Should every be. Every day. Yeah. He actually, ironically, made the uh, the Manning Award watch list. Yeah, he did. You, Quinn yours did. That'd so. be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sometimes me, Arch Manning's going to make that list whenever he's. He's allowed to win it, right? He's got, <laughs> that's a great final though. Can he win it? Can Arch Manning win the Manning Award? <laughs> you probably don't want to do that. You probably don't want to give it to him. The jokes write themselves for that one. Can we uh, come back with off the record, including it's getting really ugly in the Michael Orr story? The uh, Tui family has argued back that uh, the argument, the case that uh, Michael Orr is making is uh, defies believability. We'll get you that coming up. Also, uh, some other off the record topics here on a Wednesday. Aaron Hogan. You just got to keep living, man. Rod Babers. L I V I N. E and Rod B. On the horn. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get it. I bring the income. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Yeah, this segment never sucks, nor do you. But uh, the list we read from earlier really sucks, Rod. The uh, avclub.com put together a list of the 38 funniest movie performances in the 21st century and have 
Owen Wilson and Zoolander at number one. It's terrible. And Zach Galifianakis and Hangover at 19. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen and Steve Carell, 40-year-old virgin, 16. That's crazy. Come on, man. It's garbage. That, that is. That's trash. I'm going to throw it out and there. I, and I admit, and you can all chide me as much as you'd like. I've never seen Zoolander, so I can't even comment um, on number one. Yeah, you probably should just <laughs> watch it. I mean, it's worth it. Overrated. Is it? It's probably a little overrated, yeah. I but don't, it's, know. I don't it's know how still, I missed it. It's the word to watch it once. But this is yeah. a, that's, a, that's a trash list. Well, in the list, it just it just ignores some of the other great comedies of the 21st century, like Superbad. Don't throw Superbad out there. I feel like a lot of those lists are just to piss people off. That's right. That's right. Let's realize why they make lists. We like um, to be angry. Jennifer Aniston ahead of Zach Galifianakis. Really? Jennifer Aniston isn't even a comedian. And she's not she funny. Not? Very true. And Horrible Bosses, in they have comics. her ahead of uh, Zach Galifianakis from The Hangover. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They got Shannon Tatum ahead of Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids. Like, Shannon Come Tatum? Come on. That's ridiculous. What Come else on. do you have there, an off-the-record rod? Um, okay, so uh, there is a page six blurb about Tom Brady's newest supermodel girlfriend. Nice. Irena Shaikh is her name. Is it Shaikh? Shaikh, yeah, she's uh, uh, Russian. She's, yeah, she's, she's gorgeous. Oh, she's a supermodel. Goes without saying. Um, apparently they're saying in page six, she's not taking any chances with her budding relationship, her budding romance. Uh, the excerpt reads, uh, Irena Shake isn't taking any chances. We hear the model is so intent on making the romance work that she's even cutting ties with some of her more loose lipped pals to avoid any embarrassing, uh, fumbles, meaning information getting out. They don't want the tabloids all over this thing. A source tells us page six that the Russian model has narrowed her inner circle to prevent leaks about the relationship. She's afraid any weird rumors might scare Tom Brady off. And they added, she really wants this to work. Brady is her white whale. Oh. He's an all-American <laughs> nice guy. The white whale, Tom Brady. How about they go get another supermodel, guys? Another one. Back to back. What do we think? Well, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like that she's shrinking the list. That's something a lot of people can take note of. That if you think you have the one... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just started narrowing that, that circle of trust. And then narrow she, it down. She, she dated Bradley Cooper for a while, didn't she? I mean, she's dated a lot of, a lot of celebrities dudes. and stuff. Yeah, I mean, now yeah, she she's found a her super white model. whale. The white whale, Tom Brady. You know what? Come I can, on, man. He's, I the goat. He, he's definitely a catch. He's the goat. He's definitely a catch. He's the goat. All right, so the ugly story of Michael Orr and the Tui family is uh, taking another turn, which we knew it would. Uh, now the Tui family has uh, put out a long statement. Uh, arguing that then and saying that Michael Orr's 14-page lawsuit that he filed against them is outlandish, hurtful, and absurd. Uh, claims that uh, he actually tried to shake them down for 15 million dollars before yes. filing the lawsuit uh, through their attorney Marty Singer. Uh, the Tui family said um, they claim that that Tui came to that that Michael Orr came to them and said, you know, this is what's going to happen if I don't get you know the check. Uh, in a lengthy statement to TMZ Sports. Orr came to the Tuies prior to filing his 14-page petition in Tennessee, threatened them, saying if they don't pony up, he'd put a negative story about them in the press. Singer denied all allegations of Orr's court filing, explaining that Sean and Lee Tuie absolutely did not trick the former NFL star into getting into a conservatorship when he was 18 years old. Uh, they say they established the conservatorship mm. to assist Mr. Orr with his needs, ranging from getting health insurance, obtaining a driver's license, helping him with college admissions, said Mr. Orr, should he wish to terminate the conservatorship either now or any time in the future, they would never oppose it Hold in up. any way. Okay, I thought they got the conservatorship when he was around 18 so he could get into Ole Miss. Right, and to help him 
Why that, would you need health insurance once you're a scholarship athlete? You the right. school takes care of that. They take care of all of your medical oh, yeah. needs. This thing's gonna get. Uh, he said. So like, they what, said for health insurance. What are you talking about? He's a scholarship athlete right. at a Power Five university. They take care of all of his health needs, all of his medical insurance. Now after that, yes, and then he drafted to the NFL. Yeah. So he didn't need it after that either. So when exactly did they need did they need to get on their health insurance as a conservatorship? Just like that, the stories are changing as to why they needed him to sign the well, conservatorship. This is in a statement that a lawyer put out. The statement we read from yesterday about was from the dad was from Sean Tuvia exactly right so it keeps changing the story is coming from their their oh. side uh, the uh, the statement also said the notion that a couple worth and then a, the son remember the son yeah well that was on the Barstool Sports right yeah the son too uh, it says the notion that a couple worth hundreds of millions of dollars would convive with a few can, can connive with a how with without to withhold a few thousand dollars in profit uh, participation payments from anyone, let alone someone they loved as a son, dis- defies belief. Hold on, did he say they're worth? Did he say that they're worth how much? Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars, and the Tuies are worth a lot of money. They're worth hundreds the, of millions of dollars. Yeah, hundreds of millions. Um, apparently, according to the lawyer. Then yeah, then what's the? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It sounds it sounds really shady. What's going on here? Yeah, well, that's where it becomes. He said, they said, and this is going to end up in court, and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. And yeah, now, I, they need. I need to know why he needed to be to sign the conservatorship, because they're like there are different reasons now that have been given from the Tui side as to why he needed to be under conservatorship yeah. as as an eighteen year old. Uh, because they couldn't adopt him because he was eighteen. That's now he's now a legal adult. Okay. And then they say ranging from getting health insurance, obtaining a driver's license, helping with college admissions. Um, but again, that that's that, right. That, 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 do you really need to be under conservatorship to do those things? No, <laughs> you don't need to but get under conservatorship to, to, the to get a scholarship and to my, get a driver's license. You be you're eighteen. But Go again, do the hell you want to do. But exactly. But so so the, there is a timing question to this of why Michael Orr has waited all this time. I agree to come back and file a that lawsuit. He could have done that at any point. That is the true. movie's been out for fifteen years. Yeah. And uh, so that this will all have to be hashed yeah, out. Yeah, I, I right want to know details about because yeah, we keep coming out. We keep, we're hearing more and more details that make it murkier and murkier. Like it's right. The more details that come out, it seems like the less clear the picture is. Less well, clarity of course, we as have. We said yesterday, Michael Orr has a new book that's just come out. That's also part of it too. And you know, this has given that a lot of pub. And he pub doesn't talk about this at all in the book at all. This is not a subject in the book. So that story will play out. There's oh, off the record. That's ugly. Man. We'll have a look at that list of the. I'll ask uh, the. We'll ask the audience, Ron. Since 2000, what are the, your most memorable comedic performances in a movie? Which ones stick out all the time? most in the last 20? In the last 23. Last years? 20 years. Okay, I won't say because to me it's simple. It's easy. All time. It's easy. Oh, I want that answer on the other side. Don't okay. give it now. All right. All time, and then since 2000, this century. Mm-hmm. Greatest comedic performances in a movie. Um, not movies themselves, but within the film, yeah, the funniest one, yeah. moments or actors. I like that. We'll have that on the other side. Plus, uh, our 9 o'clock hour, we'll feature some uh, Who Said That? Rod's.